Andy Gaunt, you smooth criminal. Good evening, James McGrath. How are you, sir? Well, mate, I've had a coffee this morning, so uh, I'm doing much yeah. better than I was last week. Wait, what on earth have you got on your head? Is that is that the famous cap from That's last the, week? The famous cap. It's, it's hilarious because actually, um, for you listening at home or maybe in your car, uh, when James and I have these conversations, we're on FaceTime. So the FaceTime camera is not doing me any favors, I don't think. It looks like this hat is like the tallest thing in the world. But see, if I stand back, it's normal. That's a normal hat. It's definitely a little bit Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does, does Elmer Fudd actually wear a hat? I thought he was bald. Uh, Wabbit wax. That's all I'll say to you. <laughs> okay, if I'm honest, I did not expect that we would start this episode of Kerbin Canyon talking about Looney Tunes. Oh, well, mate, you know, it's just another day in the world of James and Andy. Welcome to Kerbin Canyon. say that. the improvisation's not bad it's not bad look at this <laughs> two weeks in a row my man two weeks in a row i love it i'm sat here with my coffee it's we're on time as well i mean it's not like it's like and you've got that looks like a very very rich 12 year old apple juice what have you got there 18 year old apple juice yeah that's oh. uh, just a, it's it's whiskey time, but I am glad that this week at least you you messaged me a little while ago, fifteen minutes or so ago, and said you were getting up, which I thought was great, and having coffee because you know thinking back to this time a week ago, the moaning and groaning that was coming from your end of this call was not exactly inspirational, if I'm honest. <laughs> you know what i was so excited about getting this week's episode started that you know i sent you a cheeky preview from the green room i thought it was the brown room <laughs> i want to threaten you that i'm going to share that on social media it's 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 not an image any, but i have too much respect for our audience to share it <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, another week. Yeah, and we're going to do something a little different because this week, for the first time ever, you have actually chosen the video of the week from our good friend hey, no. Cars with Luke. No, 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 no. Come no, no, no. on, come on. Don't be shy, James. Look, all right, for those who listen to our... Oh, we're going to go into this. Epic. Are you going to get into this? Our epic podcast. Dude, I am getting into this because, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so just so everyone knows, just before we start, to give you context, James is about to, let's say, air a little bit of dirty laundry, and this is just going to be a little, what would we call it, a group therapy session between the two of us? No, so so let it out, let it out, go. <laughs> All right, look, so- Go on, unload. For, 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 those who, for those who listen to our podcast- you know, on a regular basis, you may be aware that I don't really pull my weight when it comes to choosing the video of the week. More often than not, I don't even watch the video of the week <laughs> until about five <laughs> minutes before the episode rolls. <laughs> this week, I thought, you know what? I am gonna, 
I'm going to get out there. I'm going to look at some videos. I'm going to send Andy what I think. Come on, you stumbled onto it. And I I found, doesn't matter how I found it, I found this video and um, made a suggestion and said, hey, Andy, look, I think this is great for video of the week. Um, And I think your response was, yeah, hey, look, here's video of the week. (laughs) Another another video from Henry Catchpole. And I was like, wait, did we've, you even, done, we've done Luke before too, you know. Did you even, I don't, have we? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did know that. Of course I knew, <laughs> of course I knew that. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you'd watched the videos, you would know that we've done a Cars with Luke video but, but here's the funny thing. I, I did see my ass, you know, for at least two or three seconds when, uh, when you sent back, basically completely dismissed my suggestion for video of the week. Um, but the funny thing was, <laughs> I must have watched at least the first 10 seconds of that video before making the recommendation because I certainly didn't watch it all. <laughs> I saw well, the you know I saw I, the op- <laughs> Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, I think at the end of the day, the listeners are going to be excited because they're going to get two for the price of one this week. <laughs> they are, let's, I- let's let's do two videos of the week. Let's do two Which videos incredible. of the week, and and I'll be honest, yeah. I, I I will, I'll be honest. I watched the first ten seconds of my suggestion and thought, wow, if that's what the opening ten seconds like, the rest of this video is definitely going to be great. So let's just do the little look, fire this off to Andy. There you go. It's look, it's all downhill after that first ten seconds. Um, <laughs> look, I'm sorry, James. I, I'm going to apologise to you publicly on this forum that I didn't give your suggestion its due consideration um, and respect. To be fair, though, you got to earn that respect. And would we say you have to date? Mm, not sure. Anyway, do you know what? At the end of the day, we've got two cracking videos to talk about, so that's going to be great. But first up, I want to know, did you hear back... From your little, you know, you you were emailing some dealer in the middle of the night when you had insomnia, asking about a nine nine one dot two. Maybe what 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 happened? Anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. Got back to me, told me it was still available, and I humbly apologised that I had no interest <laughs> in buying it. <laughs> Did you just respond with "Sorry, who is this"? <laughs> my initial reaction was to just to hit the old junk button um mm. but no i thought you know at some point maybe two or three nights later this week when i'm still awake at three in the morning i, I might actually reply so i won't junk this person um but no i just apologize I was like i'm no you know what um, no i'm not i'm not actually in the market for a car and he probably looked at the uh, the timestamp and thought, well, he sent me this email at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's now 11 o'clock at night. I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's either drunk or awake <laughs> when he shouldn't be either way. <laughs> do, tell me this. Do you ever find yourself kind of vicariously experiencing the purchase of a new car when someone you know is purchasing a car? Because I've been oh, going yeah. through this lately. I've been going yeah, through it lately. But- Absolutely. But do you know what's difficult about <laughs> um and maybe you, you experience the same thing, but because I'm in the Porsche community, you know, and I'm making content and people email me and people send me Instagram stories and um 
it happens every couple of days. <laughs> so every couple of days, somebody has bought a Porsche, sometimes because of watching one of my videos or your videos or Nick Murray's videos or whatever. Um, and it doesn't really matter how they've, they've, they've done it. But yeah, every couple of days, somebody tells me about a Porsche they've bought and they send me all the photos and some of them send me the video of them walking into the dealership and they're like on selfie cam and they're like, oh, it's happening. So yeah, every yeah. couple of days, I feel like I purchased a car. And when, when there isn't a new one set outside, I'm thinking, I, I, look, it's my turn. I, I need to go and buy a car. Yeah, yeah. Well, I honestly, I so I've had a few friends, a few of my driving buddies have been in the acquisition or purchasing phase over the last few weeks. A sudden, sudden rush of them. I think I mentioned last week my friend Gerard who bought a Aqua Blue nine nine one dot one Carrera S. Yeah. I saw that car today for the first time. Oh yeah, and it was. I was just as happy as if it was mine. I was like, this thing looks so good. It's, it's, it is such a beautiful color, a really lovely color. I expected it to be more like a sapphire blue, you know, to really pop. And as a daily driver, you know, I think a color like that, you might have times when you're in the mood for it and you might have times where you're not. But this aqua blue has just enough pop but can then just, you know, slot into the commuter traffic without looking too loud or ridiculous. My other great driving buddy, Rocco, I hope he doesn't mind me blowing up his spot. Well, it's not like he's big on social media. He His um, Cayman 4-litre GTS just arrived. Carmine Red, the one that's been floating oh. around on the east, off the east coast of Australia it finally arrived on the weekend. He sent me a video. It was it was the it was the best video I've ever seen. It started just on a shot of his existing black nine eight seven, I think, um, Cayman S, and the camera just pans across to the front of the dealership, and there's this Carmine Red GTS four liter, and it just looked Gorgeous. amazing. And I just called him. I was like. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> why, why isn't that video of the week? That sounds great. Yeah, it, well, it was all of three seconds, and I'm not sure he shared oh. it uh, <laughs> with the rest of the world. And then I've got another buddy who just sold a Wait, car. Is his name Choco? Wait, Blocko, Flocko? No, he's such an idiot. <laughs> it must be tough for Ruthie, huh? I get this, you know. Once a week at the most. Yeah, go on. Let's hear about your other mate, Blocko. Irwin. You can't laugh at his name on our podcast. Dude, I can. I'm like 11,000 miles away. Any, Even if I'd said his name was... If I'd said his name was Steve or Mike, I still think you would have laughed in that moment. Anyway, my good pal Irwin is also in the on the hunt for, for something new. And so he's sending me cars. We're talking about it. It's just so fun. I love it. I it's yeah. yeah. I, I love living vicariously through other people's purchases. It's, it's great. It's great. I, even just you know going along to uh, my friend Chris's house this week to see his nine nine one turbo that I've seen a hundred times. Actually, you know what? I don't think the cheeky bastards ever let me behind the wheel. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten to drive that car. Remember if you had? (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Um, Yeah, cheeky, cheeky monkey. Um, But no, every time I go around and see that car, and I'm like, I'm watching him 
install a part on it um, or talking about a job that he's doing, I, I get yeah. that rush of excitement like it's my own car. Yeah. It's isn't, yeah. it, isn't it cool? It's unreal. Are you are you obsessing about you know any particular model at the moment that you're thinking? Oh, if I can just if I could make that happen, that's 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 next for me. What do you, where's 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 your head at? Yeah, you know, um, like of course. All right, so there's the dream cars. You know, there's the there's the nine nine one touring. There's yeah, there's of course any kind of GT three, um, which. Uh, no, no, but yeah, I've got to say, I've been more and more, I've been looking into, um, a 991.2 Carrera, um, the S, the GTS, um, I've looked at, uh, a 991.1 Turbo, um, just, you know, having, just being around Chris's more and more and listening to his soul performance exhaust on the back. Um, so yeah, I I keep, you know, if I, if I'm going to keep the nine, nine, six and I've got now, you know, a classic nine 11 quote unquote, barely a classic, but it's kind of, (laughs) I guess it is a classic now. (laughs) It's technically, it's 21 years old, right? So it's, it's technically a classic. Um, I want a newer car. Just yeah. you, you swallow that whiskey and you keep a straight face. I don't, I don't understand I, what you're accusing me of. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, Mister Nine Six Four Little Green Dream Car. You know, Alma Fudd, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't uh, want to do it. That's what right? I'm looking I, at. I, I, How about you? How about you? Well, I'll, hang on. I'll get to me in a second. I don't want to do it because I, I, I hate when we talk about nine works. But I have who to for just a second? Yeah, who? I've been listening to those cats this week because they're back, and gee, they're so professional. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so likable. That's just well, no. They're not. They're not though. That's the thing. They're very dry and boring. But, um, but you know what? Congrats to all of those guys. They've literally just gone bam, bam, bam. Three cars. Yeah. Right. Right. Max got his Boxster. Andy got a a nine eleven SC, and Lee got the fortieth uh, anniversary nine eleven. What a great mix of cars. Um. So for me. And this changes all the time, right? Because I'm the same as you. I, I'm always looking at uh, 991.2 GT3 Tourings, but they're sort of the the dream off in the distance, never a possibility. GTS has always been on the radar for me. I just has think it really? such a sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> the last two weeks, I've been obsessed with the 991.2 Carrera T. And I've just been oh, yeah. consuming content. And that car, for me, to be honest, always just flew under the radar. I've never paid that much attention. And yeah. it might have only been a week ago, my friend PJ, I think it was, shared a listing on car sales, which is like our bring a trailer or auto trader or whatever, for a Miami Blue 991.2 Carrera T manual <sighs> Just perfect spec, low kilometers. It's like four and a half thousand kilometers. Just yeah. beautiful. And I couldn't stop looking at this car. And then I start finding out about all of these tunes you can do. There's this Litchfield tune that just 
pops the horsepower up a hundred. I started watching all these videos and I was thinking, that could that could be the neck, that could be the car. Yeah. That could be the yeah. Car. I went down so, that rabbit hole about six months ago. Um yeah. I had a couple of people suggest a tea to me and I, I spent days looking at all of the teas available online. And 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 I don't know if it's the same over there in um Australia, but here in uh in the US, you know, you, you go searching for Carreras and ninety percent of them are black or grey or white. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really hard to find a nine nine seven or a nine nine one used car with, with any bit of color. Um most of the teas on the market are in the Miami blue. They're in the yellow. They're in the yeah, they're yeah. in the guards red. They're you know I think people thought if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spec a tea, let's pick a fun color. An interesting color. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's. I just think there's a lot to like. I, I, what what happens in in the Australian market is that anything that's not a Carrera or a Carrera S is horrifically priced. So we pay. A huge premium for a GTS, huge, mm. you know, to the point where some GTSs are kind of GT3 money and yeah. even the Carrera T is similar. But I had, I made an <laughs> quite the interesting discovery and I think I shared this with you. So I came across whilst searching for YouTube content on the Carrera T, I came across a YouTube channel, Tommy L Garage. And I've not seen Tommy's channel before. He um, he's he's done some little collabs with uh, with your mate Nick Murray, and he has this beautiful, I think it's speed yellow, Carrera T. And <laughs> I could just hear your words echoing in my in my mind because <laughs> he does a video where he installs the rear emblem on the deck lid of his Carrera T, <laughs> and in the video. He has the template that apparently every dealer, Porsche dealer in Australia literally doesn't know exists. And this <laughs> dude just has it and he's sticking his Porsche emblem on the back of his Carrera T. And oh all my I can God. hear in the back of my head is, we're not robots, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to, di- to, to this day, that's that's one of... That's one of the exchanges on our podcast that sticks out in my mind. I oh, no, nearly lost it that time you told me about that story. <laughs> I wonder if that guy's ever listened to this podcast and thought, cheeky. I hope he has. <laughs> I hope he has. He knows. He knows. <laughs> We're who he not is. robots, mate. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, dear. Should we do some news? Because we are, uh, I mean, yeah, we're the number one source for detailed uh, analysis of the We are, yeah, yeah. Screw those nine works, guys. What do they know? Good Lord. Nothing. Um, Nothing. All right, so what's going on? 718 Spider RS. We knew this was coming. It's the GT4 RS with no roof, basically. Uh, <laughs> it looks, well, actually. That's what they should call it. That. No, because it's it's the GT4 RS with a ridiculous roof. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos with people trying to put it on on their own. You, you, you can't do you know, it. Well, you know, I all every spider I've ever seen in in the real world, in you know, in the wild, um, it hasn't had the roof on. I, I didn't even know nah. it came with a roof. 
I don't think you drive this car with a roof. And even Andy Preuninger came out on social media and <laughs> I think was getting a bit jacked with everybody making comments about the roof because he said something along the lines of, stop talking about the roof. The car's amazing. And it's it's a pretty impressive thing, right? Like 500 PS. I don't know what that is in horsepower. I've got the Australian site, 368 kilowatts. I guess that's like, it's close to 500 horsepower, right? Yeah, it's like 490-ish horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, zero to 100 kilometers an hour, which is 62, uh, 3.4 seconds. Top speed, 308 kilometers an hour. That is all right, let me, let me, quick. Let me put all of that into English. So that's 493 horsepower. Metric. Zero, what are you, French? Zero to 60, 3.2 seconds. <laughs> top French track speed. Am, motherfucker. <laughs> top, tra- top track speed, 191 miles an hour. Note with summer tires. Um, it's funny because I, 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 brought, I brought up the website just before we started talking and I thought, oh, no. The data's all aimed at an Australian audience, so it's kilowatts and it's kilometers. And I thought, yeah, it's also oh, data shit, as well, to be honest with you. But hey, look, so I've got a couple of questions for you. One, <laughs> isn't this basically just the Speedster, but it's a Cayman and not a 911? And second, what on earth is a spider? Spelt not like Spider Man. I don't know. Don't ask me questions I don't know the answer to. Um, but that's a that's a moniker that's that's you know run through uh, <clears throat> well Porsche's history, but other brands as well. I think. Uh, I mean, no, it's not a speedster. It's it's I guess a similar concept, although in some respects it's 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 even more hardcore, right? Because it's. Um, What's well, based on an RS versus just you know the speedsters a GT3. Yeah. The question that I have heard raised is historically, you think back to the um, 73 RS, etc. These were homologation specials made so that Porsche could take these cars racing. This RS is not. So hmm. therefore, is it? Should it qualify as an RS if it's not actually going to be a race car? Oh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we're in danger of Porsche kind of, you know, doing anything silly like doing the McCann RS or <laughs> no. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Porsche talk about this car. Um, you know, and and one of its selling features is that it has the RS chassis developed for tracks. Um, it comes with the Weissark. Is that how you pronounce it? The Weissark package, um, you know, which again is you know primarily GT vehicles, track focused. Um, you even have a picture of a track on your trim. <laughs> yeah, interesting though, isn't package. it? Because because the RS chassis, uh, to quote Porsche's website, developed for circuits tailored to winding mountain passes. So does that mean they've done? some work to the damping characteristics of this car in order to just soften it back a little, make it a little less track-focused and a little more road-biased, I wonder. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, because, you know, every video I've ever watched on on the Spider, uh, sorry, not the Spider, the Speedster, to go back to your previous point, 
everyone who drives it talks about how it just takes that GT3 experience and turns the audio portion of that up to 11 because you just, yeah, it surrounds you, it envelops you. And we know that, you know, those intakes on the GT4 RS are spectacular in their sound. And in fact, some journalists have suggested it's too loud. You'd have to think that as a driving experience, this must be amazing. This mm-hmm. it can't be anything other than incredible. And yeah. who cares whether the roof's a ball like to put on? You're not going to drive it with the <laughs> roof on anyway. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, if I had that car, I wouldn't drive it with the roof on. It looks, it just looks odd. I like I say, I've never seen a spider with a roof on. There, everybody that turns up, um, you know. Uh, we've got a guy, Henry, in our group who's got a beautiful, I think it might even be aqua blue, you know, talking about Choco's car. Um, uh, but they, car. I've got <laughs> Gerard's car. I'm sorry. I do not know Gerard, a of course. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, I've got to say, though, you know, it's, it's, I'm looking at the, the website and, um, so the interior, it looks like somebody threw up. Alcantara everywhere because not only is the steering wheel and the seat middles Alcantara, the door inserts, the, the entire dashboard is Alcantara. What? What's it, so, what's if the problem, not enough carbon fiber? No, no uh, there's never enough carbon fiber, Andy. Um, come on, I mean they could have done way more with the carbon fiber. But if if the purpose of Alcantara is to help you stick to the seats, grip the wheel on the track. What the hell are you doing with an Alcantara dashboard? Is that for your passenger that's terrified and sitting there gripping the airbag? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, most GT3s, even most GTSs these days, come with buttloads of Alcantara everywhere. But, yes, the the Alcantara uh, dashboard, I know that appeared in the GT4 RS also, I like it. I love the fact that it's non-reflective and it gives this just soft premium look. And in fact, something I always notice when I look at the interior of a 964 compared with a 993 is often the dashboard in a 993 is more of a matte finish versus the really shiny dashboards in the 964. Mm -hmm. And there's something premium about that matte finish to me. And I think this just takes it to the next level, right? It's, it's, it's about soft touch, soft touch surfaces about giving a sense of a premium place to be a motorsport inspired place. Bring it on. I say, I mean, yeah, the steering wheel is going to end up all gummy and all that sort of stuff if you drive it too much. But Ugh. let's be honest, most of these cars are going to have a thousand miles put on them every six years. <laughs> right? Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As <laughs> as uh, they get driven to cars and coffee and back once every yeah, couple literally. of weeks. Yeah, yeah the only ones that'll get actually belted around will be the press cars. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I got to think though. Uh, again, we're talking about a car that you and I will, ne- <laughs> yeah, we'll be lucky enough to see one, much less ever drive one. But I've got to, I've got to think this would be just an absolute hoot to drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Has to be. You know, everybody talks about how great, and you talk about how great the Cayman is to drive. You know, the yeah. GT4. 
This <laughs> takes that to the 11, the 12. Yeah, yeah. just absolutely awesome. Okay. But um, with the future of Boxer Cayman being electric, this is mm. it. This is Porsche's last is hurrah song song, for the right? Spider, do you think? Yeah. Well, that's 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 the reports we're getting. And, I mean, it seems, I'm going to be honest, it, it seems a real significant leap to make to to be saying, okay, the next one that's coming, guys, is going to be all electric. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know that for certain. That That's not been announced, I don't think, by Porsche. Perhaps it has. Someone might correct me. But it certainly seems to be the prevailing opinion of everyone that post this model, this 718 model, we will be going all electric for the Boxster and the Cayman. Yeah. And it, look, in pure performance terms, we know that that is bound to deliver something exceptional, right? There's, of course it will. We know it'll have insane acceleration. We know that that, that lowly positioned weight will mean, you know, incredible weight distribution and cornering performance. But when you consider that when the 718 was launched and the GTS model came out as a four-cylinder with turbochargers and everybody said, yes, it performs beautifully, but it just doesn't sound that good, and the 981 GTS sounded so amazing and Porsche basically responded to that and released a four-litre version almost in response to it. What's the reaction going to be when someone's favourite mid-engine platform suddenly becomes EV only with a Jetsons, you know, kind of a sound? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. We're in, a, we're in that sort of, you know, weird juxtaposition of, we're getting some of the best naturally aspirated engines and best, or sorry, combustion engine powered vehicles from Porsche ever produced. But we're, we're looking at a future of EVs taking over our favorite platforms. It's not like, like when the Taycan came along, I thought, great. You know, it's not replacing yeah. anything. It's an addition. Right. Yeah. We're now, yeah. And also when you think about Porsche is one of the few, oh, I might get hate for this, but it is one of the few performance car brands that deliberately tries to build a build soul into their products that, you know, when the four, the four cylinder GTS was released and people bemoaned its lack of soundtrack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go back to a flat six when, yeah. They released the 911R. They said, let's let's make this a manual car. It's not going to be as quick as a PDK, but we think yeah. we think our customers will like that. Guess what? They did. So the GT3, now available in a manual. There's not many yeah, other companies yeah. doing things like manual gearboxes and the like. So in one, in one way, it seems as though they are finding more and more ways to embrace the purist, the enthusiast, the true driver. And yet in other ways, you know, this platform that is probably, I guess, um, objectively speaking, the best platform they have in terms of its dynamics, they're about to rob it of its soul, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
It's, it'll be interesting. Keep saying Soul performance products. Just keep saying it. I did there actually watch some Soul performance exhaust installs on Career Tees over the last week. <laughs> As you were looking at your bank accounts, thinking, if I can just sneak a bit of this money from here to there to there <laughs> to there, <laughs> yeah, but the wife will never know. The, no, and then you start doing the calculations as well because you go, okay, so all it is is a career T plus some lowering springs, uh, plus a Litchfield tune, oh, yeah, plus course. a sole performance exhaust, <laughs> plus I'd probably want to upgrade to some Carrera S brakes. Uh, you know, and suddenly you've spent an extra 20 grand on this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's funny you should say that because um, I was thinking back to the conversation I had with with Ruthie when I was talking about getting rid of my truck and, and getting the, the, the Cayenne. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to get rid of this brand new truck that's worth 50, 60 grand. And I'm just going to go and get myself, you know, a, a 20 grand or less high mileage Cayenne. And, you know, it, and I'm going to own it outright. And it's it's going to be easy. It's going to be absolutely cool. And she's like, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. it sounds good. But how much are you going to spend on mods? <laughs> I was like, oh, someone's been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, someone has been paying attention for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually priced up all of the carbon fiber I wanted for the Cayenne, and it came to almost the purchase price of the vehicle itself. <laughs> so, so speaking of the Cayenne, how's it going? Because I saw I saw a video this week, a little bit of a review. Mm. It it looks as though, and and some some lovely drone footage, by the way. It looks as though you're enjoying it. I liked, I did like the honesty of the of the drive portion of it, where you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Why why sugarcoat it? You know, it's just but a who you underpowered SUV that has comes with the Porsche logo on it. You know, it, but somebody once referred to it as a uh, as a fancy Turag and I just can't think of it, it now in any other way. Um you know, I haven't actually really done anything to it so far. Um, Tail lights? What's what? What are we going to see there? Well, Is the video coming. I'm sat in my well, a couple of videos are coming, so I'm setting myself up for a couple of hilarious fail videos. Actually, <gasps> so usually, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So you you know, usually I like doing my DIY videos. Um, so for for people listening to Curb and Canyon, you get a special preview of what's coming down the line. Um, so first off, I wanted to fix the sports chrono clock because the little white hand had fallen off. Um, okay. And I thought, while I do that, at the same time, I'm going to change the clock, you know, the color of the bezel, the, of the, the clock sure. face. Uh, why not? So bought myself one online. I thought I'm going to go for yellow this time. Took it out, fixed the, uh, you know, took the pins off, tried to fit it. Um, realized I don't actually have the sports chrono. I have the clock. And so <laughs> I'm looking at the clock and it's got one through 12 on the dial. And then I'm looking at the sports chrono play. I'm about to replace it with, and it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Oh, no. <laughs> and then not only that, the, um, the sports chrono has got a little digital um, display in the middle yeah. of the clock. Yeah. Yeah. The clock does not. So the yellow dial I could technically put on front of my <laughs> clock, but there would be a hole in it's the got middle. A little recess. <laughs> I know. So I went to all the trouble to take out the clock, and I eventually just fixed the little white hand. And so now it's gone back, and I haven't changed the color of the clock face because I haven't found a replacement. And then the tail lights. Oh my god, Andy, have you ever tried to do 
tenting yourself? Have you ever tried to do it at that job? Yeah. Genius. The people who work in that industry that do that kind of job, they just, I, I watched loads of how-to videos. It looked really straightforward. And I knew from the get-go that this kind of job is not my kind of thing. It's too fiddly. It's more art than it is practical and scientific. Um, there's a lot of art that goes into that kind of job. Sounds right up your alley. Dude, so I follow the instructions to a T and like I just cannot get it to sit right. And as I'm using the heat gun and and the squeegee to try and like get the water out, the fucking plastic is stretching and ripping. And um so I've got about <laughs> I've got about 20 minutes of footage of me dicking around, trying to get the tint on the rear taillight, and in the end. You just hear me swear my head off and I rip it off and I storm out of the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. (laughs) So I'm going to be doing a how not to tint your taillight DIY video. So so basically you you couldn't put on a sticker. (laughs) No, basically, basically. It's basically just a big sticker, right? So any seven-year-old kid could do it, but uh, not you. Oh, God. God, I tell you, man, that is such a frustrating job. And then also, because you, know, you got the pressure of the camera on you at the same time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so so having having failed at doing that mod yourself, are you oh. going to commit to doing that regardless? Because I do think the taillights on that model KN are I'm – I'm a big fan of ratios, right? Like – like ratio yeah. of wheel size to body panels, etc. They are a big tail light and a very red tail light. There's a kind of a oh yeah, they're too big, to they're too them, bright. Right? So- yeah, yeah. I, what I really like about the latest um, McCanns and Cayennes yeah, is they that they strip and the- it's narrow, it's sleek, yeah. it's not too yeah, much. It's, it's- um, the quality of the LED is is much better. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think um, I think they should be smoked. Actually, my next door neighbor, who's been a big BMW guy um, for the four or five years I've I've lived here, um, he just recently replaced his um, his M3 with um, a Taycan and his um, his M5, I guess it was the uh, the SUV. Um, with a with a oh, Cayenne X five um, yeah. with a Cayenne Sport, so the the Cayenne with the crumpled oh, back the end, coupe. the coupe. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the Cayenne coupe, um, and he is it's it's black, and he's like smoked out the tail lights, and he's smoked out everything, mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome. It kind of looks yeah, a little bit like Darth yeah. Vader with four wheels, but it's 100%. awesome. So, are there any sort of other mods on the horizon? Because you you've got to weigh it up, right? Like you're not going to spend with the, the, Cayenne? Of the car no. on carbon fiber, right? Nah, nah, honestly, with the with the Cayenne, I'm just if if I'm serious about getting another 911, um, the four, yeah. five, or ten grand I'd pour into the into a hundred and sixty three thousand mile Cayenne. It, it really it's isn't. Still no, a I mean, pretty average driving experience. And it is. Like, just have yeah, it nice. I mean, it's, as long as it's nice, it's nice. It's so funny, you know. When I when I do the nine eleven driving videos, I I always try and I always try and put a balanced perspective out, knowing that I'm super excited about driving the nine eleven. When I did yeah. the Cayenne driving video the other day, 
I was thinking the same thing. Um, and it was just obvious that I was not getting overwhelmed by how good the driving experience was, which is why my review was, yeah, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I think that's important. I've had I've had some comments on my channel that um, that I'm sort of overwhelmingly positive about these cars that I drive. And, and I know I am. And I, there's a few reasons for it. Partly, I figure no one's looking for to me for a journalistic review of these cars, right? I can't. Right, right. I, I can't test them with the the nuanced view that Chris Harris can or or Henry Catchpole mm. can, and nor do I have credibility in that space to do so. So I I always come at it from the perspective of. I'm just an enthusiast. How cool is it that I get to drive this car? And and also, often they're cars that belong to my friends, so I don't, I don't really want to say bad things about them. I try and be a little <laughs> bit honest. I'll say that I think, you know, the car could benefit from a louder exhaust or, or, or those types of things, but I'm overwhelmingly positive. But I think, yeah, there's, there's a point at which if you're driving a 2015 Cayenne, it's – going to be nice yeah and that's yeah sort of it and that's which it's a daily driver of course that's great yeah you know? exactly exactly um now we talked about my cars how about um how about little green well you had shops uh, sort of like they were getting serviced weren't they <laughs> you, you had one that leaked yeah it's quite the quite the fiasco so I called – so what happens is I, I took the car to my friends at Nine Auto. They removed the shocks, and the shocks then need to be sent from Melbourne to Sydney, a 1,000 kilometres yeah. away, 600-something miles away. And to go to the distributor of KW in Australia so that they can service them. So I called the distributor uh, yesterday, and I said – Hey, I'm just calling to check up on my KW V3s, make sure they arrived, see if there was any news yet. And the guy said to me, oh, I'm not sure if we've got any here yet. I'll have to have a look and I'll call you back. Okay, fair enough. Oh, man. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. In the meantime, uh, my pal James, who also has a 964 running on KWs, had messaged me on Instagram because he'd seen my post where I said, I'm ready to have my car back. He messaged me and he's like, yo, what's wrong with your car? And I said, oh, um, I had a problem with the KW V3s. And he said, huh, I had a problem with my KWs as well. And so we ended up having a, a, a DM conversation about it. And... Yeah, he informed me what his problem had been. It had been a reasonably catastrophic one. Anyway, this is quite a long story. Uh, I got a call from Nine Auto around lunchtime to tell me it was a confession of sorts to say that actually (laughs) the shocks were off the car and in a box but hadn't been sent to. (laughs) Oh, no. So, uh, you know, look, I was like, it's okay. I mean, it happens. Yeah, the car's That's always an honest there. mistake. It, it, exactly that. It's 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 fine. I'm not I'm not throwing them under the bus in saying this. So anyway, I said that's fine. He said, "Listen, it's I've I've booked the courier. It's they're getting collected at any minute now. It's going to be all all fine." About five hours later, I get a call from the place in Sydney, 
and the and the guy says to me, "Hey, Andy, uh, yeah, your shocks are here. Um, I've got your shocks." And I said, "Oh, wow, uh, that was quick." He said, "Yeah, five uh, hours." Well, yeah, like from Melbourne to Sydney, and I thought, I guess they flew up there. And he said, "Yeah." So I was just having a look at them, and I'm afraid the news is really bad. Uh, one of the shocks, the the shock body has come away from the mount. It's it's not just going to be a service. It's significant damage. And I was like, huh, that's that's not good. And I'm like, you sure they're my shocks? I said, because uh-huh. I spoke to Nine Auto five hours ago and they said they hadn't sent them yet. And he said, well, no, yeah. they're, off a nine, they're off a 964 from Melbourne. And I was like, okay. And then it all just dawned on me. I said, how long have you had them? He said- well, I don't know, apparently they've been here a few weeks. And I said, I reckon they're my buddy James's shocks that are left over from when he had them replaced. So, yeah, so sure enough, it, it turned out that my shocks hadn't actually arrived there yet. So I assume they probably arrived there today. And let's let's see. The other, the other thing I had to do, because the shock had failed, uh, one of my tyres had just been completely scrubbed and as always oh, yeah. finding finding Michelin pilot sport 4s is, is always difficult uh, but a place I found when I needed to get some tires for my GT4 last year this this motorsport wheel and tires in Dandenong Victoria uh, shout out to them because they seem to be able to find Michelin pilot sport 4s's when nobody else hmm. can so I'm getting I'm getting new tires this week Nice. Yeah. Who knows when the shocks will be back. And in the meantime, I'd forgotten about this, but I have I have this sound coming from the dash in the 964, which I could only characterize as sounding like a chirping cricket. Is it Kylie? Is it your CD player? It's Johnny Diesel. Johnny Diesel. <laughs> The locomotion. Well, do you know what? Well, I, I thought about you today actually because um, we should say uh, R.I.P. to the amazing Tina Turner who just passed away. And as I was reflecting on her career today, I remembered she actually recorded a version of her hit song "Simply the Best" with Australian singer. She did a duet with an Australian singer named Jimmy Barnes. And Johnny Diesel does this guitar solo in the middle of that song where the oh, saxophone really? solo usually would be. So anyway, um, what was I saying? But no, it's like this chirping cricket sound. And if you search on, on Google, you can search for 964 dash chirping crickets. And it's a common <laughs> thing. It's a it's, it's an a issue thing. with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's a you gotta remove the HVAC system and there's some blower fan that it costs a fortune to replace the blower fan, but it turns out yeah. the same part number, it's the same fan that gets used in a bunch of Jaguars, Chryslers, Jeeps, Hyundai's. Oh, really? Okay. And so you can, you got to do a whole lot of transplanting and stuff. So I'm yet to determine whether I'll fix that uh, or whether I'll have my friends at Nine Auto do it, but at least, at least it will be solved. So- I think I'm still a few weeks away from having the car back on the road as the bottom line, which is... Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really wanting to drive it. Bluey's not back yet. Um, I went to the body shop. From the paint shop, right? Yeah, it's in the paint shop. Got any screw holes with the license plate fixed. Um, I went to pick it up the other day, and um, 
And there it was sitting there looking absolutely beautiful. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, we repainted your front bumper. Look at it. It looks great. And I was like, it does look great, but the screw holes are still there. And they were like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so they, re- they repainted the bumper, but they didn't take out the screw holes. And they were like, it's just such a typical experience in this industry. Do you know I what know. I mean? Oh, you did that, and you did an amazing job of it. But remember when we talked about doing this other thing? Yeah. The whole reason, pretty oh, much, for doing man. this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Um, final segment, Andy. No, we got two more segments to go. Let's, Let's go. go. We've got our Porsche Buddy Global Community Outreach High Five. Yeah. What what are we calling it? Good Lord. And see, this is this is why, right? I may not give your video of the week suggestion due consideration. However, however, what I don't do is tear shreds off it whilst on the pod. Yeah, but you're a classy guy. I'm not. You know, I always feel, yeah, exactly, exactly. Praise in public, criticize in private. That's 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 how I do things. Look, this isn't Star Trek, mate. I'm not going to ask you to come to the ready room. And- it's not Star Trek. It's just it's just basic decency. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Anyway, whatever. I just called it. All right, come on then. I just called it Porsche mates. There you go. Of course you did. Yeah. Well, come up with something better, d bag. First up, Choco. Um- <laughs> <laughs> So, what have you got for me? Who, who's who? Who do you want to celebrate this week? You've spent some time thinking about this, I assume. Yeah. So, Porsche mate, who's up first? Choco, Blocko, or Rocco? You got nothing, right? You, you've not. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> really put the work in this week. All right. Well, do you know what I have? Um... <laughs> 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 I'm looking forward for a... We're going to have a debrief after this one. Uh, so, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to offer you some feedback. Do that afterwards. Here are some notes. Yeah. So, do you recall when we spoke with... We had Darren Fister on the pod. And of course. he was wearing this super cool Deutsche Spritz to a T-shirt and I commented on it and he said, well, this is an event that I run and yeah. it has this guy who does the T-shirt. So I reached out to him and I said, yo, Darren, who who does your artwork? Because I need, I need new T-shirts for the next Alpine Range Rally. So he put me in touch with Jared from Group 6 Designs and he did the design work for our Alpine Range Rally T-shirts for the number eight rally, which we just did. And they are so good. I think the the best ones we've had, hands really? down. Oh man, it, it's I the exact brief I had, the vision I had of a car kind of coming towards the the viewer, if you like, with mountains behind. He just he just nailed it, absolutely nailed it. And we we're able to do something this year which we've never been able to do, which is do the t shirts in two colours. So the car that's actually featured is a it's a nine six four RS. It's actually, believe it or not, it's based on a photo of my car. But so there is a, a maritime blue version and there's a ruby stone red version, which 
there's basically a bright blue version and a pink version, and they're just they're just the best t-shirts. They are they are so good. The artwork's so good. So yes, and Jared was ace to deal with. Just easy. Nothing was a problem. Revisions weren't a problem. Uh, awesome. Just all class. So yeah, unreal. Oh, very good. And so we'll uh, we'll put Jared's details in the uh, description to the uh, yeah 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 today. yeah. Indeed, we will. Indeed, we will. Now, video of the week. Are we doing your video? Are we doing my video? Let's do your video because I know how much you like Henry Catchpole. Come on. Let's talk about it. Have you watched it? Have our bollocks. I think let's talk about let's talk about Cars with Luke because we've both watched that. No, screw you. Tale of the Dragon. I want to talk about a video about Tale of the Dragon. I'm going to be there in like six weeks time, Andy. Six weeks time. Well, that's that's why I thought it'd be a great video of the week. All right, so these Haggerty videos, because as as you may recall, Henry Catchpole was uh, the host of most of the videos for uh, Carfection, which has gone a different way now or failed now. One of I think it's failed actually. Um, like so many of these these sort of YouTube channels that actually focus on high quality production. There's just not the the budgets there to support it. But anyway, Haggerty is is doing sponsored content and Catchpole is hosting a lot of this. And this latest video that has just dropped features him driving a Guards Red GT4 RS at the yeah. Tail of the Dragon. I mean man, I watched this and I mean, look, I've got a good sense of Tale of the Dragon from watching your videos because you get to see the surrounding, you get to see the countryside and the like go past quite slowly. And so you really get a sense of- <laughs> <laughs> The drone, the drone slow, the drone slow. Yes, that's what I meant, of course. Uh, yeah, but of course this is just, this is it's just, it's so beautifully shot. But man, the roads look Unbelievable. And not just the tail of the dragon. You know, most of the video he's talking about these other roads in that in that region that just yeah. look like Oh, absolutely. And people who have been to Tale of the Dragon more than a couple of times will tell you that that's not the best road. The, mm. There's the Charahala Skyway, there's the Smoky Dragon Trail, there's the I think it's called the the back ass tail of the dragon <laughs> there's another part of the dragon you can drive <laughs> um but yeah that that whole region dozens and dozens of these incredible roads which are arguably just as exciting as driving the tail it's incredible do you find cuz i think about the roads i've driven they very rarely show up in any content other than well my own to be honest and occasionally you might see we have these uh, Targa High Country events and sometimes there's video content from those and I'll recognize certain roads that we drive. But I never, there's never anything like this video that drops where I just think, I know that road, I know that corner, I know where yeah, that is. Yeah. Did, it feel, did it feel really familiar to you? Um, I no, think no. so. <laughs> I, yeah, I, haven't, no. <laughs> I haven't really watched it if i'm honest uh. <laughs> well you know when i watched the first 10 seconds of the video no i've got to say the um the seriously the the, the first <laughs> the first 10 seconds of the video were um 
where you don't see the car, you just see Which the just, GoPro or whatever t- on the front titles? of the road. And yeah, the, yeah, the titles, yeah, yeah Mobile no, One yeah, and Haggerty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And as it's going round those two yeah. or three really tight turns, um, it just immediately takes me back to Tale of the Dragon. Yeah. But you know, later on in the video, you've got drone shots of. I th- I'm pretty sure it's the Cherahala Ch- Skyway. It's like on the side just, of that mountain. It's well, it there is. It, it's on the side at one point, but then it almost goes over the top ridge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah of I saw that. One of the mountains, and um, what's so great about the Cherahala Skyway is that there are no turns for like 40 miles apart from the twists in the road. There are no junctions. I see. You know, there are no people coming on and off where the tail is like 11 miles. And during that 11 miles, you've actually got a couple of areas where, you know, you might have food trucks or, you know, people kind of pulled over on the left and the right. I see. On the, on the Cherahala Skyway, no one's pulling over, you know, apart from the scenic spots. And it's just driving. You're just yeah. in there for like a good hour, gripping the wheel, just screaming around corners. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, just you seeing shots like that in the video, they just and like that. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's awesome. Well, and you mentioned corners. That's one of the things I think they did a really good job of capturing with a lot of kind of low footage where you see the mm-hmm. camber and you see yeah. the way this road has been made. It it looks like a it looks like a BMX track, and in fact, Catchpole actually references. It reminds him of riding on a mountain bike trail, a downhill trail, where you've got berms mm-hmm. and you just you right. rail you rail these turns, and you're watching the right. way this GT4 RS takes those corners, and you can just see yeah. the grip must just be incredible. Now there is one there is one corner. I think I've talked about this before where. Um, the camber is actually counterintuitive, and there are a lot of accidents on that one particular corner. So where you, so yeah, so you you kind of um, on most of the corners you rely on that camber, and you can actually yeah. push yourself into it, and you yeah. you take advantage of the camber. Of um, but if you try and do the same on this one corner, you're flipping over, and you're, you you know you're either you're either going off the side of the mountain or you're going into the mountain, depending on how you you know. Unfortunately twist the and wheel does, does that live in a sequence of corners that are beautifully cambered and then suddenly there's this one just to catch you out yeah oh wow yeah right. <laughs> yeah yeah and like, like within a dozen corners so you are in the zone you are in the groove and then you've got to yeah. be like oh yeah no here it is that one. here it is and i've you know so i've been there what four or five times now and i would say at least twice if not three times we've seen um, we've seen a Chrysler upside down. We've seen a Cayman in the wall. Um, oh. that, it's, it's a high accident area. Yeah. People who it, aren't familiar with it just throw themselves around it and realize, oh, actually, well, it looks, shit. It looks like it's quite a scene. And, you know, there's a scene in the in the video where he takes off to drive the tail specifically. And there's, you know, there's all these JDM cars. It kind of looks like Fast and the Furious. And... Uh, I started following someone recently on Instagram, I can't remember the name, but who has a uh, a BMW M3 and he's constantly posting uh, Instagram reels of him and some, some other car, I think maybe a Skyline GTR perhaps, driving the tail. And dude, they are driving it 
like it's a racetrack. I mean, I know my friends and I, when we do our rallies, we certainly push, but these guys are just on the absolute limit. It seems like it's this road where people just push and push and push. They do. Except yeah. you. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, uh, that, that's the one road where I've I, I just like let it go and I don't hold back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's only now because I've driven it so many times. I mean, you know, four or five trips, but when you're there, you drive it at least two or three times because you yeah. you have to drive it to get to Bryson get City or Robbinsdale. Right? You have to drive it. Oh, right, right, right. Well, just it's it's a pass. I mean, it's quite yes. literally the only way across the mountain for like a hundred miles in either direction. So you have to drive it to get to the other roads. Um, so you're constantly doing it in some respects. Um, yeah. So now I've done it so many times, like I just, I don't hold back when I do it. And and actually there are a lot of people that go there and do the same, um, but they find themselves stuck behind the Winnebago from Ontario. Who would like driving 20 miles now going like, Oh, yeah. we're on the tail of the dragon. And you're just like, yeah. yeah. Out of the way. <laughs> you get the Griswolds and the family truckster. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing that struck me, uh, having just gotten back from our rally and, you know, finding parts of that rally where we drove in regions that we'd not driven before and it being autumn or fall here at the moment, you know, it was just stunningly beautiful. And... I love the way the scenery looks there. You know, we're so used to looking at video content from the US that's West Coast based. And so you've either got the kind of, you know, uh, Pacific- California North, canyons. Yeah, the, you've got the California canyons, the, the sort of dusty, deserty kind of stuff, or you're up, you know, in the in, in the sort of Northern California or, or, or Washington where it's all, you know, redwoods and all that sort of stuff. This looks very different. These beautiful bright greens. It just, it just mm-hmm. looks like a stunning, stunning place. Mm-hmm. And very rocky. Um, the, yeah. the, the, the mountains and the, um, right. I mean, of course the Rocky mountains are on the West, but yeah. they're, um, the, the, the landscape is just, it's different to the rest of the country. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to go back, man. Six weeks. Did this get you pumped? Did it get you pumped? Yeah, it does. But in two weeks, I'm going to the Black Hills um, to uh, to drive past. Is that the one that features in the song in uh, Calamity Jane? Is that another Kylie song? I don't. I... The Black Hills of Dakota. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so we're South Dakota. Um... She sings it with Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> oh my god. We need to talk about your taste in music, I think. Um, but we're going to Devil's Tower. Um, we're going to Custer. We're seeing um, uh, what's that mountain with all the faces on <laughs> that I can never Rushmore. remember the name of. Ma- yeah, Mount Rushmore, um, Little Bighorn. The- I can imagine your I can imagine your mug on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's that carved out of chiseled. Out of <laughs> jawline of yours. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I think one day they'll carve it out of marshmallow. <laughs> you and me both, mate. Uh, well, Andy, I think this brings us to the end of another pod. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, do you know what? Two weeks in a row, that's uh, that's that's something. It's magic. 
the magic's back. Let's let's keep doing this. I like it. I feel like it is. I feel like there was a a good energy today. You know, look, we're gonna we we need to talk about workload a little bit, and uh, you know, just even even distribution of tasks. But uh, let that conversation up. Yeah, that's right. Coming from the man who doesn't edit the content. <laughs> I'm sorry you need to spend 10, 15 minutes coming up uh, with the uh, with the what? notes while I spend three days editing Ed- the podcast. Edit the content. What? Apple C, <laughs> Apple V. Like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. James does the editing. I do the, uh, I do it occasionally, and you can tell because mine are really yeah. good, but, um, but James yeah, does it most of Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hey, my man, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this as always. Yeah, me too. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. We'll see you in another pod soon. See you guys soon.